Could the Florida Gators have their first 1,000-yard receiver since 2002? We're going to talk about it, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olsen. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryVSI.com. And once again, <clears throat> yeah, 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 it, it's, it's vacation time. Uh, so I'm on vacation this week and next week. But we got pre-recorded stuff every single day. Still daily releases Monday through Friday. We're still getting into it. Uh, Today, we're talking about receivers because I I think we might have the first Florida Gators receiver or the first Florida Gators 1,000-yard receiver since 2002 on the roster right now. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that it'll be this year. It could be this year for the first two or three. I mean, three to four guys, really. Uh, But also just for future reference and and who else is on the roster, we're going to talk about that. But first up, Justin Shorter is the guy that we're talking about. I think Justin Shorter is someone that I've spoken about pretty incessantly, um, that he's going to be a big part of this offense, that he's probably going to be the better big play threat of the two outside, primarily, outside receivers on the roster. Of course, we've got Justin Shorter as the big-bodied X receiver, Xavier Henderson is going to be more that Y receiver who we're hoping to see become that guy. Uh, But Justin Shorter should see the volume that I think no other receiver on this team could see maybe. Um, Primarily because because he's going to be moving around the formation quite a bit. We we talk about the X receiver and usually when you talk about an X receiver, you're like, okay, like he's on, he's on one of the outsides and he's going to just be slower curls, Uh, none of the fun stuff. Uh, But when we're talking about Justin Shorter, we're talking about not the stereotypical X receiver. He's a little more athletic than other X receivers. He's a big threat. He's got a massive catch radius, and he's likely going to challenge vertically a bit. I realize I say challenge vertically more than probably anybody. I, I say challenge vertically more than probably most of the world has combined, but Whatever. Um, but Justin Shorter is going to stretch the field. He's going to be a target deep downfield. So that that's one way of which he's going to pick up chunk yardage. And he's probably going to win those 50-50 balls more often than not. He also showed a little bit of an ability to be a yards after catch guy. Not Obviously, he's not going to take a, ni- a slant 99 yards. But he showed that he could be someone who's going to pick up some extra yardage after the catch last season. And he really started heating up. And he had a great year last year, despite not really playing for the first half. Um, Yet another mistake by that coaching staff from last season to not get him on the field enough and, and to not get the proper player on the field enough. Um, but but seeing a big-bodied receiver that could see the volume in Justin Shorter, and then there's also Xavier Henderson, who, again, like we've been hyping him up for a few years now. Um, we're hoping to see him become that guy, but it's yet to be seen. He could be the next big Gators receiver. And again, by the way, Florida, like, it's not like we were like, oh, if we get a 600-yard receiver, we're happy. Like, Florida almost had a 1,000-yard receiver in Kadarius Tony in his final season. Um, but with Xavier Henderson, I think we're more looking at 
could he become the receiver that we've been hyping him up to be for years, or is he just not that guy, pal? Um, one thing also when you're talking about this Florida Gators offense is scheme-wise, like they want to run the ball. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get a 1,000-yard receiver. And also in college, it's just less common to have 1,000-yard receivers than in the NFL because in college, you get 12 games, maybe two more playoff games, but you get 12 games. It's not like the NFL where you get 16, now 17. Um, So that's obviously a big difference. But Anthony Richardson wants to push the ball downfield. That is an unequivocal undeniable fact (laughs) like like if you've seen anthony richardson play football you know he wants to stretch the field and he's going to throw the ball deep so i think that's one way where it's like yeah justin shorter could be an 11 yard uh per catch guy but he's gonna have that 50 60 yard bomb here and there uh maybe a couple in the season but he's going to be a big play threat downfield because anthony richardson is going to throw the ball deep to him and i think justin shorter will maximize those opportunities more than Xavier Henderson, not just because I think Justin Shorter will get more of those opportunities, but I think that uh, I, I think Justin Shorter will just be better in that contested catch situation. So I think he's going to be a better threat deep downfield for that. Um, and then we're about to take a look at some of the speedier guys, but first a quick word from our sponsors. It is summertime. I am on vacation, as you can see clearly. I'm, I'm, I'm resting right now, but, uh, no, I'm on vacation and I feel pretty good with my body right now and my summer bod. How? I eat Bilt Bar every day. That is my snack because I have a sweet tooth and if I don't have Bilt Bar, I will have chocolate or something else. And luckily Bilt Bar is coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs along with 17 grams of protein. You could eat Bill Bar and not feel bad. They have delicious look. Like Mud Pie isn't even slap your mama good. Mud Pie is punch everyone you've ever met in the face good. Like, like, like it's that good. Whether you're talking about the bar or the puff, it's the best one in my eyes. Easily. Just just so good. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors too so that you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Locked Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Now we're talking about Trent Whitmore and Ricky Pearsall, the, the speedier guys. I think when you look at Trent Whitmore, you're looking at someone who I, I think that we're projecting a lot of talent from him or a lot of success from him. And I think that's fair to do, especially because he's likely going to be the primary slot receiver. I know that we just talked about Justin Shorter being a power slot every now and then, but Trent Whitmore will likely see the most snaps out of the slot receiver spot if he's healthy. Um, and again, that this is just if they're on roster. It's not just, can they do it this year? Uh, Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson, more likely to do it this year than any other year. But next year, we're looking at Trent Woodmore. We're going, well, he's a primary slot guy. He's going to be an underneath threat more likely than not. We've saw, we've seen him find success as a, uh, as, as a wide receiver screen guy, which we could see from him next year, this year as well. Um, 
we probably will because Billy Napier does like to implement screens into the passing attack. So we'll probably see some wide receiver screens from Trent Whitmore um, and let him kind of just run after the catch. And that's another thing of him being a yards after the catch guy where Trent Whitmore, he's not the fastest, he's not the shiftiest, but for some reason he's found solid success, solid success, just gaining yards, whether it's, you know, just breaking an arm tackle, just finding the open spot and getting there. Uh, and so Trent Whitmore, I think, will find that spot. And I mean, Anthony Richardson and him seem to have a great chemistry off field. So maybe this is the guy that Anthony Richardson finds um, often as his like safety blanket. And Trent Whitmore just gets the touches and the opportunity to create yards after the catch. But I think that there is a more likely option uh, <laughs> when we talk about the speed receivers, and it's Ricky Pearsall. Um Mainly, be- and th- this could just be me going, I like Ricky Pearsall's game. I like what he did with an Arizona State team that was, um, for lack of better term, bad. And I like what he did with an Arizona State offense that is, for lack of better term, bad. Uh, and so I think that Ricky Pearsall is someone who he's going to step into, again, he's probably going to play primarily the slot. Uh, he's going to play out wide. He's someone who has proven He's capable of playing as a slot receiver, as an X, as a Y, and moving around the formation and getting involved in multiple ways. I think he is going to be a big-time target on, on wide receiver screens because, again, you know, we had Jaquavian Frazier did it a bit last year. Rick Wells did it a bit last year. Jacob Copeland did it a bit last year. And Jaquavian Frazier is still here, but Rick Wells is gone. Jacob Copeland is gone. And Ricky Pearsall could kind of – and, again, I get it. Different offense, different coach. Yes, but – wide receiver screens are still wide receiver screens. Uh, and Ricky Pearsall could be the guy where we've talked about him so much as he is a running back after the catch. And so just get the ball to him underneath, whether it's in the screen, whether it's a drag, a slant, whatever it might be, get the ball to him and let him create plays. And I also just love the confidence that Ricky Pearsall has of just like uh, June 15th, there was a, Gator Collective Spaces, Ricky Pearsall was a part of it. And someone asked him, um, who like like what's your favorite route to run? And Ricky Pearsall said, All of them. Uh that, that was that was his answer. He said, All of them. I'm I'm very good. I can get open on any route. I'm very I can run the entire route tree. That is confidence that like you typically don't see at the college level, but you wish you did. Um, and, and so that, that's what I love from Ricky Pearsall as well, but also just like, like I said, he's proven at Arizona state that he can be a big time contributor. He could be a big play threat and he could absolutely at certain points take over games. And so we could see him be a shot. Like, I don't think Trent, Whit- Trent Whitmore will really be a thousand yard receiver this year. Uh, maybe next year, but I think Ricky Pearsall has a decent chance to do it this year, primarily because he's going to be the guy stretching the field a lot. He, he, will, he will be the field stretcher at times. He is the yards after catch demon, if you want to call him that. Whatever you want to call him, he could be that guy. So, I, I mean, I think when you look at Ricky Pearsall, he, he could do that. He, he's proven that he can be relied upon in multiple ways. And it can't be overlooked that he is going to probably be the screen guy. So you go, yeah, screens or whatever. You're catching the ball behind the line of scrimmage. 
Florida's receivers, like on roster, we've seen they can block on screens. Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, Trent Whitmore, we've seen they can block on screens. We've seen they can get out there and challenge these DBs and, and kind of take over the DBs a little bit. So Ricky Pearsall could break off these big plays. Ricky Pearsall could be coming on crossing routes. He could be the just straight up run run straight guy. He could just be go run a nine route. Uh, and so Ricky Pearsall, I think, is one of those guys where I think he's going to be a legitimate threat to be a 1,000-yard receiver probably sooner rather than later. And I don't want to seem out of my mind when I'm saying that. But I think it's a legitimate possibility that we should be discussing probably. Um, and if it's not this year, then next year when he will be a top two receiver on the team in terms of the depth chart, uh, we could be talking about another guy, especially if Anthony Richardson's back again and Anthony Richardson loves throwing the deep ball speedy guy that's going to be running deep routes probably going to take advantage of that and probably going to reap the benefits of that uh but we're about to talk about some others maybe some dark horses uh if you want to call them that to be the next 1000 yard receiver uh but first a quick word from our sponsors again now thanks for making locked on gators your first listen of the day to wrap up today's show uh it's it's been a day i'm recording these things back to back to back so it's it's been a day, uh, so excuse excuse the uh, zaniness. But we're looking at other receiving targets that could become one thousand yard receivers, could be on the roster. And again, none of these guys are people that I think are going to do it this year. But maybe next year, the year after, they've got eligibility. First up that we're talking about is Jaquavian Frazier's. Um, we saw him last year make the absolute most of his very limited opportunities. Unfortunately for him, though, it's like. I feel like a lot of those opportunities were on screens. Um, and that's that's great to pick up the yards after catch, but we haven't really seen him work as a legitimate receiver that's that's running an extended route tree. Like I just talked about with Ricky Pearsall, where he said, I could run any any route. We haven't seen that with Jaquavian Frazier's. At least Ricky said it and we saw it. Not that Jaquavian said that he did it, but you get the point. Um, but also you look at the spring game this past spring, and the second team offense was consistently bad they were that's just what it was and jack and miller, jack miller the third struggled to move the ball downfield however there was one receiver on that team that jack miller the third could get the ball to consistently and find success and it was jaquavian frazier's and it was against Jalen kimber someone who could be a starting corner on this team and so it was against jaquavian it was jaquavian frazier's against Jalen kimber and jaquavian frazier's pretty consistently won that battle. Whether the ball was misplaced or or whatever happened, irrelevant for me. Jaquavian Treasures won the battle more often than not. And and maybe the spring game is a little bit of foreshadowing for what we could see from Jaquavian Frazier's and what we could see from this, this Gators offense of pushing the ball down the sidelines specifically, not just working over the middle of the field, but down the sidelines, which we didn't see a ton, for, ton of last season. Um, so Jaquavian Frazier's could be that guy. There's another player that Florida fans love. I love him too. Uh, Marcus Burke, who we saw him last year in his, I think he played three or four games, didn't get many targets, but he picked up chunk play. Like he, like he was working up the seam and he picked up chunk plays. I believe, I think it was a Kentucky game. He took a, or maybe Tennessee. It was like a deep post and it was a great play made by him. And we could see that deep ball ability kind of give him those big chunk plays. So let's say he only finishes with, I don't know, uh, 
50 catches one year. If he had three 60-yard catches, that that puts him in great position to pick up the other plays, pick up the other yards that he would need to become a 1,000-yard receiver. And so that's why Marcus Burke is someone that I'm really liking. And, and from what we've seen from him, he's got the talent. He's got the skill set to become an actual threat all over the field. He could be someone who plays the X, plays the Y, plays the slot. And there is no downside to doing that. Like, like sure, if you're an X specialist, then congrats. You're, you're the designated X, but that limits your route tree. That limits what you could do. That limits kind of how you could exploit a defense where if you are someone who moves around the formation – you're not really limited at all. So Marcus Burke is going to be a player that I think will move around the field, especially, you know, he's, he's got solid size. He's got speed. We saw him be productive in the very limited time that he played last season. So I think Marcus Burke is someone that, again, maybe not this year, but almost definitely not this year. Maybe next year, maybe the year after where he could be that guy that it's like, well, Who cares about anything else? Who cares if against Eastern Washington, he had 200 of those yards. He went off. He dogged. He's a big play threat. And that's what we're, I think, overlooking. That Florida has a good amount of speed in this receiver room now. They didn't before, but they did with the incoming freshman and with Ricky transferring in. There's a good amount of speed in this room. And you've got Anthony Richardson that likes to throw the ball deep. And you've got all these speedy guys. Someone's going to be open and someone's going to take the top of the defense. And it could be Marcus Burke. The final player that we're talking about, though, in terms of could they be a 1,000-yard receiver, won't happen this year. That's just, I can tell you that one. Won't happen this year. Probably won't happen next year, but it could happen in 2023 or 2024 as our guy. That's Caleb Payday Douglas, the freshman receiver. I, I'm, I'm bought in on him. I know that, you know, uh, that, that June 15th Gator, Gator Collective Twitter spaces that I've been talking about. Uh, Payday was in there. Anthony Richardson was in there. Um, Ricky Pearsall was in there. And pretty much like Payday seems like the type where he's like, oh, like I like working with Anthony Richardson because he could tell me if I'm running routes too short for him and I can adjust it. And Anthony Richardson won't be the quarterback in two years, but whoever is, whoever will be, will have that option of telling Payday, you know, this is what I want from you. And Payday's just like, okay, then I'll do it. And Payday right now, he said, I'm primarily learning how to play X right now. But over time, I'll learn how to play Y. I'll learn how to play the slot. I'll, I'll learn how to do it all. And that's something where, again, just getting the opportunities. And think about it this year, this way. In 2024, if it's Marcus Burke and Payday Douglas as two of the three starting receivers, that's a lot of speed right there. And I, I think that you can't overlook whoever the quarterback will be will have his uh, his pick of the litter, I guess, in terms of who he wants to throw the ball to and who he has as an option. So Payday Douglas is someone that I, I'm becoming increasingly um, optimistic about and that I'm really liking what he can do for this deep, for this offense and for this deep passing attack. And I think that he could be a 1,000-yard receiver in the long term. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow as we're talking about how the tight ends play into this offensive system. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, 
big boards. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports at W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.